0: This is Cherise Kenyon and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast all about beauty beyond the BS. This week's guest is Alice Audley, founder of Blogosphere, an online magazine, an events agency. It's got a podcast called Serious Influence. And what I most like about Blogosphere is that it has always valued the power of content and acknowledged where it all started with blogging. London-based Alice has a background in print journalism and spotted that blogging could grow into something much, much bigger around nine years ago, so she decided to ditch her job and launch Blogosphere. As a journalist who's had a blog, which I now just refer to as a website, I've always been aware of the impact that Blogosphere has, and I love that it's always respected the craft of the blogger and has followed its evolution into content creation and what we know now as Influencing. I really do feel that influencing started with bloggers, many people who were part-time bloggers. It would often be called a hobby. And it really did start from a love of sharing information on products or travel or whatever that blogger decided to blog about. Now it's turned into vlogging and of course TikToks and Instagram reels. And I feel that bloggersphere has always kept up with that. It's highly trusted within the influencer community And I think that says a lot. However, up until this point, I'd never met Alice in person. We actually ended up next to each other in a queue for a meta event the other day that was hosted in partnership with the British Beauty Council. That event was all about video. So of course, we're both there to learn about reels. But in this episode, we really dig into how content creation has changed. And we get into the criticism that some creators face once they decide to go full time, it's quite a common problem more recently, I think. We talk about jealousy, and I also try and work out Alice's how and her why because she clearly works so hard. She's definitely a businesswoman first, so I really appreciated sitting down with her. Before we get into it, I need to let you know that unfortunately, there is a slight echo on my side for around the first 10 minutes of this chat. I really do apologize. I've left it in because I do think the conversation's valuable. I hope you can see past it. And it is only for the first few minutes. So hang in there. Before we go on, be sure to subscribe to Beauty Me on Apple or Spotify and feel free to leave a review after.
1: Me, personally, I have always been obsessed with writing. I wrote a bad book, but a book nonetheless when I was like 15. Um, oh my yeah, gosh. Was, what was it called? It was called Betty and Jane, the great escape. Um, <laughs> it was 55,000 <laughs> words. Uh, so this was on the side of studying wow. for my GCSEs. Bloomsbury actually were interested in the first three chapters. I got a letter back. I was like, wow, I have made it. I'm going to be like serious. Then they didn't uh, like the three chapters that went, but still. Um, and so eventually was wanted to be an author. And thought that that would probably be quite a lonely existence, um, straight away. So, you know, that was always the, the plan when I get a bit older. Okay. Uh, so went into journalism and, uh, so I studied, did English, A level English and classical lit at university afterwards did a post grad in journalism. And when I was on this journalism course, they said, if you want to be a journalist, then you need to have a blog. So started a blog back in 2012. And that's wow. how I um, came across the world of it. Got was writing my own, uh, updating it every day, but then also starting to read lots of other people's and realizing, wow, there are so many of these incredible blogs out there. But already, but then it feels a bit saturated, and some of them are, you mm. know, out of date. And lists are recommending bloggers are written by PR firms or marketing agencies, and actually, who better to tell you who to read than bloggers themselves?
0: Um, Mm, and I was reading a lot mm. of travel
1: content back then Uh, but I wondered if you could do it not just in travel over lots of different uh, categories so that's where the idea for the magazine started Um, okay and then I actually my blog led me to getting a job so I was a journalist on the features desk of the Daily Telegraph writing anything from I did write an article about beauty essentials at one point um, but it was very (laughs) very varied uh, so One of the articles was going flying with Carol Vorderman, first journalist, to go on a plane with her. Um, and then writing an article about bondage that I think was the most complained article, um, in the history of Telegraph. Uh,
0: oh my goodness, Alice. So, um,
1: and then, (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile, whilst I was, um, working there, it was when the papers and media started you know this new phenomenon um the most famous person you've never heard of uh, these people that are sitting in their rooms and making loads of money I was like, oh no they're not you know they're working really hard and okay now mainstream are picking up on this this is probably the time to you know fork in the road got the dream job but okay. so i quit and uh went full-time with blogosphere in 2016 built up a team so Blogosphere was a quarterly, uh, so always living a season ahead. It's like you can't even – I don't feel like you can enjoy the time you're in <laughs> when you're tough. working, like um, three months yeah. ahead. And then, yeah, built out the events branch, launched our podcast, which is uh, Serious Influence, uh, a creator network. And so, uh, yeah, pivoted really to concentrate on the live events in 2019. Hired ahead of events. Um and we all know what happened in 2020, Ooh. so that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I remember leaving the office. It was um, so Elaine, who people should follow. She's exo missy and she's like an SEO guru. Um, we were in the office. We were the last two left. Everybody, yeah, so, oh this thing's kind of like picking up. Is it okay if I work from home? Yeah, yeah, sure. And Elaine and I lived so close we could walk. And I think it was um, St Patrick's Day. Uh, and we just ended up having some, like, drinks in the office, being like, yeah, okay, well, see you <laughs> in about three weeks, uh, and never went back to that office. So that was interesting, Uh, and did some virtual events over COVID, which were great for accessibility and people that live further away from London because most of our events are London-based, but just w- wasn't really the same. I-, I think when we're getting back on our feet now, I think a lot of people see bloggers where there's a lot sort of Bigger than it is, which I guess is, you know, a good thing. That's testament, to yeah. It is. Um, but it's it has been quite tricky behind the scenes over the last couple of years. Um, so yes, we are we are back now. I'm happy to say that things are all moving back in the right direction. But it was a bit of a, a sucker punch uh, when mm. when things were going really nicely. Um, but you know, we have our health.
0: So you sound like someone for you to leave a dream job and go into this and then for even the world of blogging to really change, you know, when we we met a couple of weeks ago, I'd said there was at one point when blogging kind of got this really negative connotation that it was just women at home that didn't have much to do that just wanted to talk about products instead of recognizing that some people have literally built businesses or homes, livelihoods from it.
1: That, That was an interesting point that you did make. Um, about the sort of perception of bloggers um, from mainstream. And I think that was our differentiating factor. We got it from the beginning. We understand and respect the industry. So I think that's how, you know, in the early days, we've got some of these, you know, colossal creators on the covers. But, you know, how, how yep. did you, you know, how did you get Casey Neistat? How did you get um, Zoe Sugg on, on the cover? You know, you've got, Cosmo and you're up against the, all these people you know and then Cosmo have had I don't know if they still do um but a creator awards so like, people are really talking about oh, the yeah. bloggers awards and you know no, people aren't talking about these as much it's like, because we're you know legit we genuinely love creators love the industry and we're not going to be writing horrible things about you one minute and then yeah. being like oh, yeah know, can we try and sell a sponsorship across Across this now it's like people
0: um see through bullshit i like that about this industry things, things just, in just in the past few weeks i've seen on tiktok, TikTok in particular but I, think, but I think youtube has also been affected that, that some, some influencers, influencers or let's say creators because i know i know instagram's trying to phase out the word influencer yeah. um, um they, kind of, they kind of get criticized when they're like i've been doing really well same decision you made you had a full-time job but you're like right I need to really focus on I want to start something new and with these creators that like they might be working part-time or even full-time and creating content around that working all hours and then they've got that opportunity to just do it full-time and then they start getting criticism for people saying "Mm, you're not as authentic anymore Um, what do you you think is that a jealousy thing do you think it's a genuine thing criticism what do you think about that
1: I think that it's unfortunate and an unfortunate side of humanity that sometimes when we see our peers doing something that we would want to be doing ourselves that that's when you start to pull people down it's like just that sort of bad part of like witch hunt kind of we we like to see someone rise and then there's just yeah and I think maybe there's some sort of adrenaline that comes with that because you can imagine that being yourself and how terrible that would be. So I think it's very brave to be a creator, you know, and put yourself into the public. Oh, I like that. Um, you're on 24 seven. It's, you know, it's a very, very hard, stressful job. I think people underestimate just how much work goes into that. And they're told not just on working, but the, the mental, um, health side of it as well. Absolutely. Um, I think that with going, there's a balance, right? So, when you are at a sort of micro level, you have your job, your income is right. You can, you have the ability to select what you want to do. So that's going to be authentic. Then you have an area where you've moved to becoming a full time creator. You've left your, your salary. Um, maybe things aren't going as well as you planned mm-hmm. and maybe you do take a job that I think, you, you can maybe say to yourself it works for you but your audience know it it doesn't uh, but you know there was a big thing with natural cycles years ago and they were paying you know i think deposit on houses worth of money um and some people did it and some people didn't. Um, I know quite a few pregnancies that came after it, but never mind. Um, <laughs> so it didn't <laughs> even work. <laughs> well, I think it's like 99 something percent, but um, there's more pressure to take on work and make work fit for you, which I think is where an audience, if they're used to seeing you as a hobbyist and then you're making a career, they can, you know, but if you're going to lose those... Sometimes you don't want all of the followers. So you want the right kind of followers. No, you want people. No,
0: exactly. You want that, their followers that engage. Exactly. That engage and that are supportive.
1: Watch. And then when, uh, you know, financially, your career as a creator, you're, you're, you're making more money, then you get to be more selective as well. That's just the way that it is. But if you want to get to a level, um, as a really big, you know, successful creator, that is a, upon authenticity. So it's, you know, it's a tricky sort of, journey um but I think you're the one that knows truly what works for you um and you know that your audience has come there for you and so they are going to realize when if things aren't 100 percent authentic but I think there are differences between something that isn't maybe a hundred percent uh on you and then something that's completely irrelevant like mm. I remember, years ago we had uh, a blogger stuff festival. I think this was back in 2017, and just talking to some of the creators about their campaigns that have been offered. Like lots of them have been offered a decent whack of money to promote um car tyres. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I think you know if you're a, a beauty creator and then you're promoting a car tyre, don't have the audience. I mean, you
0: need that. a car to drive in. <laughs> yeah, you <know. laughs>
1: if you can make it, if you can make it work. Uh, <laughs> But I love seeing all the different types of campaigns. And I I think, um, yeah, it's it's a very impressive career to be able to do. Uh, We're talking about, you know, mental health impact. um, And that's why I think I I was actually at the event um, that we were at with Meta. um, Iche was talking about how she's grown steadily. And that's actually been quite nice because when you suddenly have that surge in um, followers, you get all of the new ones and then they want more and more and more from you and maybe you can't kind of give that. And actually when yeah. we interviewed, um, Zoe Sug, uh, known as Zoala at the time, that was, uh, for our December 2016 issue. She, I well, think one of the quotes in there is that she was speaking to Alfie, you know, um, with the, the men at that time on YouTube there were lots of them with all the same level of followers but she had Mm -hmm. just grown sort of five million more than everybody else and so was just put on this pedestal and the pressure was just
0: unbelievable and the criticism because as she grew she was doing more because people wanted to be associated with her and brands are offering her this and that and Mm. then because uh, she wasn't someone that I followed but I definitely followed what was happening with her and I'm wondering if um Emma Chamberlain, for instance, she, people are predicting she's going to be on all the magazine covers in the new year. Mm. She's already on V Magazine, I think. Um, she's been hosting the Red Carpet, the Oscars for Vogue.
1: Yeah. And she
0: took the decision to move away from YouTube, and it's only benefited her. She's like, she's almost becoming a style icon now. Mm. Mm. So it's like, what do you think sets apart that? type of person then because you know we do have there's micro influencers there's is that there nano influencers yeah
1: yep. nano micro mid-tier mega macro, these huge ones mega, most of what them, takes um, them there what
0: if anyone's listening and they're just like if there was a key <laughs> I don't think
1: there the
0: key?
1: I don't think there is a mm. uh a secret to to that I mean ostensibly anybody has the sort of capability to to get there because what you know it's a saturated market but everyone is different everyone is unique that's your personality so I think personality driven you know if you're creating makeup tutorials or you know travel content really everybody can create the same type of content now everybody has maybe somebody's a slightly better editor but really the the type of content is done. So what is differentiating is you and that affinity that your audience feels for you uh, to grow to those. I think there are different platforms. You have different relationships built. So I think TikTok is great for you know, going viral, having your content seen by a huge amount of people. It's short form content still. Instagram, people can really love your aesthetic. But I think where if you're going to be propelled to, you know, superstardom if that's what you see I still think that actually the best platform for that is YouTube because you're sitting down and watching 12 minutes you know 38 actually, minutes exactly exactly um with someone and you feel like you know them and that's what the whole creator industry is it's built on relationships human relationships it's word of mouth at scale um and trust and I think you trust people when you know them so it's what platform gets you to know the people the best I will caveat that with that YouTube, um, shorts are headline sponsoring our awards next week. So full disclosure. Okay. But they, they, ha- they haven't, they haven't paid me to say that, but um... I still believe you, Alice. I
0: still believe you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's amazing though. One.
1: Congrats. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, um, yeah, it's exciting and good to be back. I mean, YouTube, it was what 2005 it, it launched. So it's one of the originals, but they were actually saying at, um, VidCon US, that it was still the, you know, Mr. Beast that is bringing people to the audience. It's like when Alfie Days released his book, The Pointless Mm -hmm. Book, uh, and shut down Piccadilly. You know, those are, if you can get that many people, that's the sort of impact I think YouTube has. (sighs) Which is not to say that the other platforms don't have um, a a purpose. And if you're looking at YouTube, they're actually Mm -hmm. going short form anyway with with shorts, whereas TikTok are now introducing longer form. I think it's up to 10 minutes 10 minutes minutes so um
0: and meanwhile instagram's um, trying to, trying to <laughs> keep up with tiktok
1: yeah, d- 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 and and do reels uh so there's a lot you know that's not even taking into consideration snapchat or maybe your facebook yes. page or now be Real. pinterest
0: was coming back a little pinterest. bit i think adding I think, video
1: i think pinterest is uh, a great source of traffic I mean this is where it all began your blog your own site that you have complete control over and that's not to be underestimated having somewhere mm. that you're not at the mercy of an algorithm Uh but it's, it's you know eyeballs are being pulled in more directions now so I think you have to enjoy making the content it shouldn't be a chore because if anything feels like a chore and this is you know we, it looks like it yeah exactly and we talked earlier about you know getting to superstardom I think being a YouTuber is now the most sought after, um, career for school children. But if you're being like, I want to be a creator, I want to be an influencer of what, you know, mm-hmm. it, you mm. shouldn't just want to be a creator. It's like, I really want no. to create beauty content because that is my passion. Um, and you're, you become a creator by default. It's
0: exactly, pe- yeah.
1: It's, you need to be able to have a subject matter that you never run out of content because it's just your life, you know.
0: Or never stop being curious about it. I think that's why I've lasted so long in beauty. I will never think that I know everything because the industry does not stop changing. So there's always something. But aside from the business, Alice, because, you know, you know your stuff, obviously, but I want to know more about what led you to this kind of stage in your life. If we can go back, very way back. Yeah. I always like to find out about people's like first memories of beauty. You know, you're sat with me today and you've got a really gorgeous coral lipstick from Charlotte Tilbury, I think you said. It
1: is Charlotte Tilbury. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I love the colour. Thank you. But take me back. Was, when was that first moment for you that you realised that beauty was this thing?
1: It was actually quite late. Um, so I never wore makeup uh like as a child I was you know playing in fields and mud um and I think for a while I was like I don't I don't wear pink <laughs> that was not me <laughs> um and then around 14 uh, a new girl came to our school and she had all this like makeup It's like what's like this um so I think it was around that time that started uh experimenting not well I would add, not well. Um, and I, I was a Barry M, um, like those little pots of all the colours and I would just have like ra- all round my eyes, that that type of stuff. Uh, so and then it was basically just fake tan, um, fake tan and Barry M. Um.
0: What colour were you going for, Alice? Um, was it kind it, of orange? Or?
1: It was, Oh well, the, the tan was, yeah. The tan, yeah. the tan was, it was, um so there was the Maybelline mousses um which just completely at oh the wrong The dream. Yeah, really thick and just not the right They were so thick I...
0: and I don't think they look good no, on didn't anyone good. <laughs> now in hindsight. You know, they kind of look muddy. Yeah,
1: I mean I didn't look good. Uh <laughs> and then I think it was you know, blogosphere probably actually taught me much more about beauty than anything else because we were curating all of the different types of content. Um the people uh, who I hired were very into beauty and very good at it. My patience isn't. Um, I'm quite. Uh, I want to get things done. So when they're sitting there for an hour doing all of the contour, and I'm just like little base layer of the Charlotte Tilbury tinted moisturizer. Then maybe I'm. I'm I am Charlotte Tilbury. Um, I, okay. I, have, I have a benefit. I have the Benefit Brow um, and Benefit Liquid Eyeliner. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I'm not I'm not good at, at doing makeup. When my makeup is professionally done, which I will invest in for things like the awards next week. Yeah. I mean I I look. I'm like, well, it looks like a different person. What what can be done with makeup is I think incredible. <laughs> so I'm not a beauty I'm well, not good at I'm not good at beauty.
0: Um You don't have but, to be good at it. Yeah. I think it's it's there to be enjoyed or used or or not. Yeah. Um I think for me, it's the reason I ask people is because it often brings memories of like fragrance or first time visiting Sephora is always mm. a a moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Issey it's Miyake perfume. Um, I do um, like that. I feel if I my brows have been threaded and tinted, and I've had my hair blow dried, I do feel like a, 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 And a manicure, I'm terrible. Um, Stress biter of fingernails, so my fingernails are looking really very bad at the moment with the awards. And <laughs> uh, but when they get done, it does make you feel. If I think it, the confidence makes you feel confident, if you, you know, I think that leads into fashion as well. But self care, unfortunately for me, is one of the first thing that goes out of the window when it's um work. I I can't. I'm not very good at balancing everything, so it's just right.
0: So that's the first thing to go.
1: Yeah. Which, um, so during COVID, when work things weren't going very well, I, I looked fantastic. Um, so <laughs> Why? would you, but you, now... you have some more time or? <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I was working out, I was doing all of this stuff. I, I've seen people, um, I know, you know, it's been two years since, you know, I've been like, I've been in and out of shape since, you know, that's how long it's been. Um, but hopefully when things Im- improve and I can delegate maybe a bit more, then I will, it's important you know
0: you definitely seem like someone that's like a doer like to get things done yeah um so how was the pandemic for you tell me about like maybe the the not so great days what was the biggest challenge for you being somebody that likes to be doing stuff
1: well I think uh yeah I definitely am a doer I'm also a solutions person so I find it very um frustrating when people just come with problems it's like that's fine but tell me what the solution is or what you're thinking about the solution because I don't want to be on a, a phone call for 10 minutes just being like, you know what so what like are me. you what are you doing um I think I believe I was a nice person to work for so you have to ask the team it's like Elaine Albertine Jamie tell them nice things um but yeah I uh, computer says no isn't isn't all isn't the one for me uh, so pandemic bad days. Uh, I think it was around April 2020. I mean, end of March, um, when realized that it wasn't the three weeker and
0: three weeks of Netflix.
1: Yeah. Nah. Yeah. And, um, we, uh, the awards in 2020, they'd gone really well in 2019. TikTok headline sponsored it. Um, and so there was a lot of interest in 2020. There were some investment conversations going on that had got pretty much all the way through. Yeah, which was quite, um, mm-hmm. That's tough. Uh, and then everything just crumbled in like two weeks. And it sort of, I mean, I wasn't sort of crying. It was more, you know, when you're just like in shock. So mm-hmm. you're sort of have that like outer body experience. Um, so that was quite bad <laughs> i mean the thing is in business oh, i don't know if i should be sugarcating and trying to be like the the linkedin no, tell me the gri- truth
0: i want to know about you because yeah know your, you know your business side but i i want to know more about you like how do you handle things
1: i think in 2017 um i did a first round of investment and that in 2017, I was, I was working ju- I, the whole time, like every weekend, and I just burnt out. I had a cold every six weeks. It was just mm-hmm. like, not great. And then I think I just got to a point where you can't operate when you're feeling like that stressed all the time, like that you have a sort of a bring. I suppose one side of that is just burning out completely where you can't feel stressed. But it makes you not, um unfortunately, it makes you really skeptical about everything like I think, sadly, one of the things I've learned in business is that words actually don't mean anything, which is so it's not different. like
0: the good old days. It's so,
1: disappointing. <laughs> it's so disappointing Um, because I like to be a person of my word. So when someone looks you in the face and says that something's happening, I want to take you at that word. But unfortunately, uh, um is often not the case. So you have to kind of get a little bit of a radar on, Um, which means when you do have the wins, you can't really celebrate them until it's actually you know, happened by which time it's a couple you know, it could be a month, 30 days pretty much times, or you know, maybe 90. Uh, maybe not at all. Um so but then the disappointments you don't get as disappointed. I think you sort of put this a bit of a wall around you. Um because otherwise you're just gonna be heartbroken most of the time. This isn't very positive, is it? But when good things happen, it's it's it is it is, it is great. So start a business. Um so, yeah, work wasn't great. That wasn't great. Uh, but I have a, a great family. I've got great friends. And personally, you know, I moved out of London before the first lockdown and spent time with my family. Uh, you know, my parents are in the late sixties, nearly seventies, we've got time that we've never would have had. Um, and really, reconnected I think maybe a lot of people did with family and realized how important that is and I think my identity had been so looped into work and that's who I am and that made me you know that's how I I sort of saw myself as that's who you are and actually there are loads of different sides to my personality um and I remembered the fun side who had been like locked away and you know I was writing creative stories we did like little family skits that I put on my very now private Instagram uh page <laughs> <laughs> went to an an investment meeting and um this guy was like it's so good to meet you Alice in person um and obviously I know your family really well so like, do you? <laughs> I don't really know my I was like, well yeah from from your your lockdown from your the Tiger King spoof I'm like oh my god and I don't get embarrassed very easily oh but god. I went really red um and then quite quite flustered so yeah that's now on private.
0: I love that because I have to say, you know, I you know I met you maybe a week or so ago, and in conversation, you definitely seem like that woman that's like business, got to get it done. And I'm like, but what's underneath? Like, what's what's the Alice when everything's going good and you've got some downtime? It might be an afternoon, it might be a weekend, it might even be holiday. What is the thing, or is work the only thing that kind of gives you that? that energy
1: um I'm definitely energized by the work but no like uh being with friends um I like a good I like cooking I like doing a dinner party um having some nice wine laughing um I like I do like having fun so yeah yeah
0: where do you think this kind of take charge serious approach comes from is it something that that's the Alice from like when you were really young as well, do you think, or do you think you grew into that through the working world?
1: No, I think I've always challenged myself and I've always wanted to put my mind to something and then do it. And achieve, like, I talked earlier about yeah, 15 writing a book that was a project and I liked seeing things through from start to finish. Maybe it's addictive. No. I think I probably have a bit, mm. a bit of an addictive um yeah personal i'm in all or nothing uh so i'm either like having loads of fun or i'm working and i think that is something i should try and figure out um mm, you no know, really healthy I can be or like that. not being very healthy um taking care of my fingernails or not yeah
0: um it's hard it's hard because obviously you want a lot for your business mm, and that's going to make you feel good yeah but let's say 100 god forbid another pandemic is yeah. yeah is there anything else that you'd like to try and do for yourself would it be about spending more time on self-care
1: i think it it would be i think that is going to be a priority and making more time for you know the friends and um relationships in my life um mm-hmm. but yes finding finding the balance is it is tricky How would you think
0: your, your friends would describe you?
1: I think that they would describe me. I have to ask them. I I would hope that loyal would be up there. Um, I do do a lot for, you know, if they need me, I'm reliable. Um, I mean, I have a lot of godchildren, but Uh. that that might be because they're like, well, she's probably not going to have her own. So we can, they'll definitely get (laughs) presents for a while.
0: Yes. Be um, the auntie and the godmother. That's yeah, me <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah,
1: I, mean, I love life. I I, I operate a, a good level of happiness as well. So um I, I like that.
0: What is a good level of happiness? What? Do you, what well, well I always
1: when I get to the end of the year, I like working out percentage. Like, how happy would you have said you were in that in that year? um okay yeah, I, I, mean, love I, don't, I don't have data like month to month being like this percentage but if I look back at it on a <laughs> on a reflection cool, yeah exactly quite, um interesting I wonder what September would be it's probably at the moment <laughs> uh but,
0: so you get to the end of the year and you make a concerted effort to like sit down and think about it yeah um
1: so I think I have to remember what last year was but I think it was around 75% happy Hmm.
0: That's not bad in a pandemic year. No, no. Do you think it might be higher this year? Then. Got a few oh, it was a
1: rocky start. It was a rocky start this year. <sighs> it wasn't. It wasn't a good start. <laughs> um,
0: was that because of work stuff? Yeah,
1: or? yeah. A uh, couple of big blows, um, and then things started turning around in the right way. I would say only in about June, um, but. I I think I'm probably at a 60% maybe now. Okay. Yeah. So we've got time. Come back. I'll probably, I'm hoping I'll be flying high after the uh, awards next week. That normally happens, but after a big event, so we had a beauty creator show, which actually was probably quite relevant to talk about on on this beauty podcast. (laughs) Um, whoops. Uh, Mm -hmm. is you get all your adrenaline from having the event and then I just sort of quick fire and then. Get a little bit tired, but there hasn't really been any downtime between, um, July, um, and this event next week. And then we're doing a travel show in November as well. So it's been full on. And and what with COVID, you know, the team isn't what it was. So, uh, it's been quite high pressure, high pressure. Yeah. But I wouldn't change it. And also I'm not going to complain, which I kind of have done about running businesses, but this was my choice. And there are so many pros to being your own boss, being in charge of your time. And yes, maybe there could be, well, there would be a lot more security in a nine-to-five, you know,
0: at one of these companies. Not necessarily anymore.
1: Well, that's true as well. Um,
0: Because the pandemic, the amount of friends I saw week to week, they did not know what was happening. And then there'd be big companies, even in beauty, that would, via Zoom, fire all their staff. I mean... I did see the um, the news about
1: Patreon in the last two days. I think they've got rid of about 20% of their staff and they've shut down.
0: What? Yeah, shut down. I thought Patreon was doing amazing because, yeah. again, it's another... They were, Patreon was allowing people to make money from their content in a really solid way mm, before, before Instagram, maybe.
1: I think there are a few companies that did um, particularly well during the pandemic um, and so then expanded. I think this is what Jack um, Conte, the CEO, was saying in his letter. Uh, but yeah, they would receive a calendar invite within 10 minutes or something. And, and actually, uh, um, my job at the newspaper before, there were loads of redundancies that happened during my time. And that was one of the things that actually made me take the leap to go full time. The creative industry, you could see the trajectory moving forward. Journalism, unfortunately, is getting tighter and tighter. And the people that they were making redundant were the people who were at the top of their careers obviously on bigger salaries and really good at their jobs so as a younger journalist looking at where the future so it sort of looks like the future is being erased um so it made it a little bit easier
0: for you to just take that jump and do your own thing although
1: family and friends i think were quite confused it's
0: like why have you left i wanted to ask you
1: national newspaper to do one of these (laughs) blog things
0: a print print magazine about bloggers yeah because they (laughs) know print they can to see, you know, in the newsstands. But I wanted to ask you when you said both your parents in that late 60s, because I don't even think my parents know what I do, really. And I wanted to... Do they know that you run Vlogosphere, which is creative events, <laughs> working with influencers? Do they get that?
1: I think that my 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 parents are really supportive. So I will say that. I mm. I think... And, you know, they were definitely behind me and my family is all like entrepreneurial as well so I think it um you know all my siblings run their own companies as well um so I don't think it was a shock that I wanted to do something by myself I think when you've got all of you know all of their friends would have been reading like what I was writing um so I think probably to go from that to an industry that 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 era don't really um get or the bit increasingly they are now because it's gone back up, you know, ironically into mainstream. So I would, I would say, um, maybe not the like minutiae, but I think they, they get what I do and they are really supportive. Um, so yeah, I'm very lucky to, to have that. It was never like, you should stop doing this. They trust what I trust. Um, so hopefully it uh, all works out and we don't have another, Covid variant that is going to come across this Christmas because really I don't know if I can I don't know (laughs) if I can weather another I I am I am pretty tired.
0: (laughs) So tell me what is the big picture you've put in so much work Mm, work. if you could have anything you want what is it going to be?
1: I would like to be given um uh, I suppose given might be the wrong word. I feel like we've earned the opportunity to be able to go for it. So I'd love to be able to invest more into our team and resource because then I think we can really fly. I think what can be quite um, tricky when you're not a a tech company um, is trying to break through on the investment side. So I actually also have a podcast um, called Fundraising as a Female Founder that I mean, fundraising is one of the worst things i think actually and it's so distracting from your business and it can be really soul destroying it's filled with um rejection and you only kind of really hear the stories and it's like i had a 100 rejections so oh, i don't know if i could do 100 rejections it's too much um <laughs> but when you when you know that your business works and just yeah um so i think having the, the chance, i mean we, we have just got a, a new investor which is exciting um and I don't, I don't think that venture capital probably is the right way for us anyway. So I think that um, it's going to just be the rather than an influx of capital, it will just, you know, us grafting, um, bootstrapping um, mm-hmm to To make it work but I would like to get to that's very long-winded I feel like I have been this whole interview so sorry about that um I would like to get to the point where we have a creator show every month um in different verticals and then months yeah yeah, which that is in sort of year four um plan so with next so this year we'll have two shows and the awards next year I hope we'll have three shows and the awards maybe four depending what happens and then to scale um wow and yeah, go global. I, I, uh, yes. Um, Logosphere awards US, bloggers awards Australia. Uh, I mean, with the magazine, um, which had to go on a COVID pause and came back with the great victory issue. Uh, yes, you know, beautiful. Thank you very much. We, that's what we, we always want the stuff we do do to be high quality. So it's not for us about the quantity. It's not about having an event with 10,000 people there. It's about having, you know, whatever is done really well and then scaling it up um, mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but, yeah, with the magazine pre-COVID, looking at the subscribers, they were all across the world. I mean, it was amazing. You got, like, subscribers in Japan and Taiwan and New Zealand, Australia. Just to see where it was all going was um, incredible. So there's definitely – and the creator industry isn't slowing down. So I think it's all too playful. I still am really passionate about the space. Next year will be 10 years since um, Blogsphere launched which is wow so 24 to <laughs> 34 um and I think that's testament to creators and they're always doing something new um and there's always something to write about report upon and yeah I just
0: and it's testament to you Alice uh... come on <laughs> but celebrate it celebrate it because you seem like someone maybe you need to take time to say yeah I I did do that Mm. like it's so easy to overlook the good stuff and I'm just saying that because I know what I can be like once one issue's done that's done and once one shoot's done oh I I really wish I had another one instead of thinking that one was so great you Mm. know and the people that you can meet so time to reflect yeah ask for it but that's what I'm saying to you yeah you you should definitely appreciate and celebrate yourself a little bit Mm.
1: well I don't know. It's weird. I'm I'm a very confident. <laughs> I'm very confident, mm. but um, yeah, that yeah side of things is it just not
0: part of your persona? I do don't you think? know. It's interesting.
1: Um, it is.
0: That's what I'm trying to dig at. I'm yeah. just like, there's definitely this thing about you that because you, you mentioned the word cautious earlier, and obviously, I don't think that you're cautious in business. Mm. You want to get stuff done, mm. but it's like there's a cautiousness about. Don't celebrate that too yeah, much. Yeah, the or. fall
1: exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. this Is this, this turning into? I'm not your therapist. Like, no, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, maybe I should be like paying you. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> how much will you this? <laughs> Yeah, what, yeah. I know what you mean. and I haven't got it all figured out. I guess. Um, well, who has? Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: And maybe if you had it all figured out, you would not be interested.
1: Mm, that, that's true <laughs> that is true um <laughs> yes I think cautious eh, I am optimistic I don't know maybe that's also uh
0: cautious isn't negative it's no, not like I'm saying fearful
1: but, but you're right but I'm also I'm not that cautiously optimistic but mm. I'm not cautious in doing things I'm like we have to go for
0: it like we need that's to what it. I'm saying um, yeah. there's a cautiously optimistic you don't want to dive in yeah it's going to be great yeah this was great yeah Um, and it's going to be great
1: yeah I think I think that can be sometimes quite a um like woman thing to do as well uh you know and I've seen all of these things about you know I just wanted to leap around and you know Mm. the terminology we use in emails I'm so guilty of that so sorry um would you mind paying just us? Just sending it, you this it was just to remind you that this was only just... one <laughs> one month ago, and you know, event costs are all up front. <laughs>
0: but then I'm also thinking: is it the the woman thing, and is it an English thing? There's yeah, like, I know, a reserve. Yeah. Okay. Final question: When do you feel just the most you, the best version of you?
1: I feel. The best version of myself earlier on in the day. I mean, I'm not somebody that operates on like six hours sleep. I actually need about ten hours sleep, so um, I'm a sleeper. Uh, but so morning around, I like to be in a cafe around eight thirty with an oat milk latte, laptop open, and doing some creative writing. I feel my most self when I am completely lost in writing. So whether that's um, writing an interview with a creator, writing a, a bit of my book that i'm sort of doing on the side that's when i lose myself and i find it's like a hyper focus mode but because you've tuned out everything else you're so relaxed i think having one thing that you'll focus on that for me is really therapeutic um so yes that
0: thank you so much for listening to my chat with alice i'd love to know what you think and if you'll be adopting her way of checking her happiness levels as we come towards the end of 2022 be sure to follow Bloggersphere on Instagram at bloggersfear underscore magazine and check out series five of their podcast, Serious Influence. Let me know what you think over in my DMs on Instagram or Twitter. You can find me at beautymepodcast or follow Sharice Kenyon on TikTok to see some of my own videos. See you next time.